and um, no two beings are alike, like snowflakes, right? And so we all have different things going on, and we all have different ideas about the things that are going on in our experiences. But I got to tell you, the work is important. And when you do the work, things do shift and change. Sometimes they shift and change, and you got to do work again because, you know, it didn't shift and change exactly the way you wanted it to go. And so you got to get back in there and do the work. It's, it's an ongoing process. It's a never-ending process. And it's a great process, and it can be fun if we allow it to be. Even when there is drama beyond all get-out, guess what? You can get out. That's why I have these signs all over my room, you know, and to help me to remember the truth of who I am and to help me move through the process. You're never just going to be a spiritual being and be, be enlightened and then, you know, it's nirvana every single day. Well, if it was, then you wouldn't be here. You'd be, you know, ascended. I haven't ascended yet. I am working on myself, <laughs> as I know everybody else is. And um, Gary just said her cat, his cat's name is Baby Girl, and she responds to any name as long as there is soft cat food involved. Well, she responded to our calls, or you did, somebody did, and here you are. So welcome. We're good, glad to have you here. Yeah, it is a sweet name. want to say hello to Mavis. And Deborah is here in the house with us today. Mavis is on the call from New York City. Deborah is on the call from Cleveland. Gary is from Portland. Uh, Yaron, Israel, and Linda in Chi-Town, Chicago. And me, you know where I am. I'm in New York City. I also want to um, remind you all that you can send emails if you have questions or you're confused about some of the readings and you don't quite understand what you're reading. Maybe you got the book and it doesn't make sense to you and uh, you need clarification on something. You can send an email to the Indigo Room 2, the number 2, at gmail.com. If you are wishing to make a love donation to the Indigo Room, you can use the Indigo Room 1 at AOL.com on PayPal. Um, I want to say thank you again to beautiful Gloria, who sent a love donation this week. And um, I'm still, I just sent out my tithes. And as soon as I sent out my tithes, somebody sent me something. It's so fun how that works. I love it. And it works for me now, right? It's worked before, and then I stopped doing it, and now I'm doing it again. So, if you feel like you're not abundant, the best way to feel abundant is to give some of your abundance to someone else. It doesn't have to be the indigo room. It could be whomever you choose. So um, anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. And if you're listening to the call and you want to check us out, listening to the podcast, you can always call in on Saturdays at 12 o'clock Eastern Time if you're not busy. If you are busy and you download the podcast later, that's cool, too. Just, you know, send a message to a sister. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Well, Twitter, I'm not on there very much, but I am there. There is a presence. And um, 
you can send a message or you can email me and say hi. Um, I just wanted to, to give you all a little encouragement. Um, m- my son, who made our music here for the Indigo Room, is a musician, and uh, he was having some issues last week. Quite a bit of drama ensued. And it was on Facebook, and he was on Suicide Watch, and um, it was it was really that was part of my week. That was that was my week, you know. And um, I had to use my tools. I had to go in and use my tools for um, that that Neville talks about, you know. And um, I used the two birds and. Um, I said, okay, well, you know, I have two problems. What is the problem? I don't have the problem, but my son does. So you can use these tools for other people that you love, that you care about, for the planet, for strangers, from whoever you decide, right? So I had the two birds, and I said, okay, one is death, one is life. I'm focusing on life. The other one was light. One is darkness, and one is light. So I had those two things, and I just, Instead of piling on more, like, well, how, what's going to happen? Is he going to be okay? And, you know, what if this happens? What, blah, blah, blah. All the wicky-wacky stuff that we pile on, as we talked about um, the last time when we were discussing the two birds, we pile on stuff. I chose not to pile on anything. I chose to stay in, even though he was, you know, I'm talking to him, I'm texting him, and we're going back and forth, and he's giving me all the reasons why, and, you know, because he was so depressed and in such a, a, a not-so-great place, in such a dark place, I chose light and uh, hung in there with the light and life. That, those were the two words that I focused on. Those were the two energies that I focused on all this week. And... uh he had a shift. I'm not saying that it was me. Whatever it was, it was God, in my opinion, his God self. Um, he had a shift. And these things that Neville talks about, they work. You just have to work them. He had a shift. He had a change. Um, and now he's back to climbing up out of the darkness, out of the deep, and, um, you know, it's getting better. So I'm staying on my on my two solutions. You have two, you have a problem, there's a, there's a problem and there's a solution. You just have to focus on the solution. And you have to continue to focus on the solution no matter what the situation may be. Um, so those are words of encouragement for you to really, really take to heart what you what we're talking about here at the Indigo Room, what we are reading about in the Indigo Room, and what we're studying. And um, it's quite interesting what we're getting ready to read now. And um, we're doing Chapter 18, and uh, we are reading Desire, the Word of God today. And Deborah is going to help read, and Linda's going to help read, but I'm going to start reading first. Welcome guest eight, and Wanda is in the house listening from work. Hi, Wanda. Hi, guest eight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So um, be encouraged. You do have power. 
Understand, you have power to heal. You have power to to assist those that are in your space, those that are in your life, even people who aren't you just met or you didn't meet yet. Don't believe the bullet bull crap that you don't have power. You do. Every single one of us do. We don't know it sometimes, but we do. So with that we are going to uh, start our read today of uh, Resurrection. This is the best book. And if after we're done, you should reread it again and then take notes and highlight. <laughs> highlight, highlight, highlight. Get yourself a highlighter. Take notes. If you're reading a PDF file, take notes. Rewrite it so it so it becomes yours, so you own it. So it it you can... Like like we talked, like Wanda said last week, you can um, know how to eat, but if you don't, you eat one time, you can't just eat once and expect it to sustain you for the rest of your life. It doesn't work like that. And that's why I encourage you all to do the work, do the exercises, use the tools that Neville shows us. Read your Bible, compare these stories to yourself and look at it from a totally different perspective instead of looking at these stories as literal. Look at them as consciousness, you know, he's, as he's been showing us. You know, the, the doves, the problems, there are two problems. One is a, I mean, two, two doves, one is a problem, and one is the solution, two birds. And focus on the solution. Don't pile on. Easier said than done, I know, but it is possible. Um, yes, Wanda said these tools really work. We have to end and live what we desire. Yeah. So we're going to read Desire the Word of God, Chapter 18. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, and it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. That's exactly what happened for me this week. Sending out the word of perfection, I mean sending out the word of light and life to my son. It didn't return to me void. I probably, I'm going to have to keep doing it, but it didn't return to me void. I'm going to have to keep doing it until I know that I know and, and it's done. Right? <clears throat> God speaks to you through the medium of your basic desires. Your basic desires are words of promise or prophecies that contain within themselves the plan and power of expression. By basic desire is meant your real objective. Secondary desires deal with the manner of realization. God, your I am, speaks to you. The conditioned conscious state through your basic, uh, your conditioned, wait, 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 yeah, your conditioned conscious state through your basic desires. Secondary desires are, or ways of expression are the secrets of your I am, the all-wise father, your father I am, reveals the first and last. I am the beginning and the end. Think about that. Your I am is the beginning and the end, right? Your I am, my I am, our I am. 
but never does he reveal the middle or secret of his ways. That's when we get all jacked up, right? Because we say we have these desires, and then we put all this stuff in the middle of it. Well, it has to be blue, and it has to arrive at 7.30 with bells and whistles. Um, It also has to dance and, you know, look like a unicorn, but, you know, fly and uh, be on my doorstep. Okay. That's not how this works. God never reveals the middle or the secret of his ways. That is, the first is reveled as the word, your basic desire. The last is its fulfillment, the word made flesh. The second or middle, the plan of unfoldment, is never revealed to man, but remains forever the Father's secret. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life. When I was taught about that portion of scripture, I was led to believe, and I did believe, that they were specifically, this scripture specifically referenced the Bible. You can't add to the words and you can't take out the word, you know, you can't take anything out of it. But Neville gives us a totally different perspective from what I was led to believe. I don't know about anybody else in here. I don't know what y'all were led to believe, but that's what I was led to believe, that you don't take anything out of the Bible. The words of prophecy spoken in the book of Revelation are your basic desires, which must not be further conditioned. Man is constantly adding to and taking from these words, not knowing that the basic desire contains the plan and power of expression. Man is always compromising and complicating his desires. Here is an illustration of what man does to the word of prophecy, his desires. So the word of prophecy is not the book. The word of prophecy are your desires. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Emmanuel, hi. Man desires freedom from his limitation or problem. The first thing he does after he defines his objective is to condition it upon something else. He begins to speculate on the manner of acquiring it, not knowing that the thing desired has a way of expression all of its own. He starts planning how he is going to get it, thereby adding to the word of God. If, on the other hand, he has no plan or conception as to the fulfillment of his desire, then he compromises his desire by modifying it. He feels that if he will be satisfied with less than his basic desire, then he might have a better chance of realizing it. In doing so, he takes from the word of God. 
Individuals and nations alike are constantly violating this law of their basic desire by plotting and planning the realization of their ambitions. They thereby add to the word of prophecy or they compromise with their ideals, thus taking from the word of God. The inevitable result is death and plagues or failure and frustration as promised for such violations. Bing! That is humongous right there. That is humongous. Do you understand what just happened? What was just revealed to you? Think about it. How often, how often, I'm I'm guilty. How often do you have a desire, right? You go, okay, this is what I want. This is, I want this car, right, or whatever. I don't care. It could be a carrot. Maybe you just want to have a carrot today. And you go about planning how you're going to acquire it, right? So you're adding to the plan. You know, God could provide a carrot for you. It could come in many different ways. I think I had this discussion with my son this week because he was feeling like he didn't, well, he, you know, he was really, really low on cash. And I had to give him, he's like, Mom, I don't have enough food to eat. And, you know, people are not listening to my music and da 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 on and on and on. And he couldn't, he, he, I don't know if he heard the story I told him about when, you know, I was sitting there with no food in the house and, you know, hadn't hurt my back. And then all of a sudden got that because I just thought about food and had that feeling of eating and I went downstairs and there was all that food on my on my um porch. Well he had the same experience this week. His school sent him twenty pounds of food. He had no idea where that was coming from. Because he, you know, spent his money on his bills and that that on and on and on. You just it can be anything that you choose, you don't know the ways and the means of how it's going to be provided for you. But if you complicate things with, okay, well, it has to be this time and that day, and then I have to go here, and I have to run around, and I have to do X, Y, Z, listen, it doesn't have to be that way. It can be that way because you choose it. You can do all of that, wear yourself out. Or you can have the desire get into the feeling of it fulfilled, live in the end, what would it feel like if it were true, and keep doing that until you get the click, and then you take your rest when you get the click, your Sabbath, because you know it's done, or you can further complicate it by deciding, I'm not good enough to have that, so you make your desire less your choice. So we all have we all have the ability to shift what is what it is that we are experiencing. Wanda said I had a similar issue with my son and I am continuously at end in dealing with him as if he were already living in the way 
of my desire. Yes, that's how I see my son. That's how I see my son too, Wanda. I just, I keep going there. Even when I, you know, I'm listening to him and I am, you know, hearing him, he's still talking, so that means he's still here on the planet. He's still texting, so that means he's still with me. So um, that means that, you know, something is, I hope, getting through. I hope. You know, that's my desire. But the truth of the matter is, it's my work to live in the end. It's my work to see him successfully doing whatever it is that he chooses to do, to see his desire fulfilled. That's it. That's where I go, right there. He keeps talking, I hear him, but I'm going there. (laughs) He keeps talking, I hear him, and I go there, you know. He doesn't know I'm going there, but that's where I am. Even while he's, you know, going on and on and on and being in his dark space, I'm in the light, and that's where I stay. It is not easy some days because you come out of it. You get all wicky-wacky. You, get, you can get wicky-wacky right with them. You can, ca- it can, it can, you can carry, get carried away right with them. I'm reminded of um, Robin Williams' movie, What Dreams Will Come. And there was a scene where he, the character, goes to help his wife who's killed herself and she's in this dark dark place and he goes to get her and when he goes to get her he gets dark too and then he catches himself and pulls her out into the light he pulls her back into the light um he's no longer with us but that movie is one of my favorites anyway i'm going to finish reading God speaks to man only through the medium of his basic desire. Determined. Your desires are determined by your conception of yourself. Of themselves, they are neither good nor evil. I know and I am persuaded by the Lord Jesus, Lord Christ Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that seeth anything to be unclean to him, It is unclean. Your desires are the natural and automatic result of your present conception of yourself. God, your unconditioned consciousness, is impersonal and no respecter of persons. Your conditioned consciousness, God, gives to you, gives to your conditioned consciousness, man, through the medium of your basic desires, that which your conditioned state your present conception of yourself, believe it needs. I'm going to read that again. Your unconditioned consciousness, God, gives to your conditioned consciousness, man, through the medium of your basic desires, that which your conditioned state, your present conception of yourself, believes it needs. So, you believe you need that car, and... Your unconditioned consciousness, which is your God self, gives to your conditioned consciousness, which is your physical self, your objective self, through the medium of your basic desires, that which you, me, everybody here, believes it needs, your present conception of yourself. So your present conception of yourself believes it needs that. Yeah? 
As long as you remain in your present conscious state, so long will you continue desiring that which you desire. So as long as you remain in this condition of yourself, this concept of yourself, whatever that may be, then your desire will stay the same. Desires will not change. They will not grow. They will not be different because you haven't changed your concept of self. Change your conception of yourself and you will automatically change the nature of your desires. Desires are states of consciousness seeking embodiment. They are formed by man's consciousness and can easily be expressed by the man who has conceived them. Desires are expressed when the man who has conceived them assumes the attitude of mind that would be his if the states desired were already expressed. You see? So if you're constantly desiring the same thing, you haven't changed your concept of self. Because if, you, if you're constantly desiring the same thing and the same thing hasn't transformed yet, you haven't quite changed the concept of yourself whatever that may be. Now, because desires, regardless of their nature, can be so easily expressed by fixed attitudes of mind, a word of warning must be given to those who have not yet realized the oneness of life, who do not know the fundamental truth that consciousness is God, the one and only reality. The warning was given to man in the famous golden rule, do unto others that which you would have them do unto you. You may desire something for yourself or you may desire for another. If your desire concerns another, make sure that the thing desired is acceptable to that other. The reason for this warning is that your consciousness is God, the giver of all gifts. Therefore, that which you feel and believe to be true of another is a gift you have given to him. The gift that is not accepted, goes where? Does anybody know? Without even looking at the book, it returns back to the giver. Comes right back to you. Be very sure that then that you would send, you would love to possess the gift yourself. For if you fix a belief within yourself as true of another, and he does not accept this state as true of himself, this unaccepted gift will embody itself within your world. Always hear and accept as true of others that which, would, that which you would desire for yourself. In so doing, you are building heaven on earth. Deborah, are you ready to pick up? And then, Linda, you can read the faith part. Let me unmute Deborah. Hello? Deborah, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> Hi! Would you like to continue <laughs> reading the rest? Okay, are we at only accept such states? No, we're at do unto others. Oh, okay, I went past the page. Okay, I'm there. Okay. Okay. Do... Oh, yeah, okay. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you is based upon this law. Only accept such states as true of others that you would willingly accept as true of yourself that you may constantly create heaven 
on earth. Your heaven is defined by the state of consciousness in which you live, which state is made up of all that you accept as true of yourself and true of others. Your immediate environment is defined by your own conception of yourself plus your convictions regarding others which have not been accepted by them. Your conception of another which is not his conception of himself is a gift returned to you. Suggestions like propaganda are boomerangs unless they are accepted by those to whom they are sent. So your world is a gift you have given to yourself. The nature of the gift is determined by your conception of yourself plus the unaccepted gift you offered others. Make no mistake about this. Law is no respecter of persons. Discover the law of self-expression and live by it. Then you will be free. With this understanding of the law, define your desire. Know exactly what you want. Make certain that it is desirable and acceptable. Mm. The wise and disciplined man sees no barrier to the realization of his desire. He sees nothing to destroy. With a fixed attitude of mind, he recognizes that the thing desired is already fully expressed, for he knows that a fixed subjective state has ways and means of expressing itself of which no man knows. Before they ask, I have answered. I have ways ye know not of. My ways are past finding out. The undisciplined man, on the other hand, constantly sees opposition to the fulfillment of his desire. And because of this frustration, he forms desires of destruction, which he firmly believes must be expressed before his basic desire can be realized. When man discovers this law of one consciousness, he will understand the great wisdom of the golden rule, and so he will live by it and prove to himself that the kingdom of heaven is on earth. You will realize why you should do unto others that which you would have them do unto you. You will know why you should live by this golden rule because you will discover that it is just good common sense to do so since the rule is based upon life's changeless law and is no respecter of persons. Consciousness is the one and only reality. The world and all within it are states of consciousness objectified. Your world is defined by your conception of yourself plus your conception of others, which are not their conceptions of themselves. Mm. The story of the Passover is to help you turn your back on the limitations of the present and pass over into a better and freer state. The suggestion to follow the man with the pitcher of water was given to the disciples to guide them to the last supper or the feast of the Passover. The man with the pitcher of water is the 11th disciple, Simon of Canaan, the disciplined quality of mind which hears only dignified, noble, 
and kindly state. The mind that is disciplined to hear only the good feasts upon good states and so embodies the good on earth. If you two would attend the Last Supper, the great feast of the Passover, then follow this man. Assume this attitude of mind, symbolized as the man with the pitcher of water, and you will live in a world that is really heaven on earth. The feast of the Passover is the secret of changing your consciousness. You turn your attention from your present conception of yourself and assume oops, my book is stuck. Oh, and assume the consciousness of being that which you want to be, thereby passing from one state to another. Thank you, Deborah. I heard you go, hmm, a couple of times. <laughs> oh, I had some, my, my mind was saying, mm, see, that's, I had some aha, that, that's why. Now I understand <laughs> moments all while I was reading. People were screaming at me going, hey, this is why, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh, I need to, I'm going to reread this chapter again. I told you this one was a powerful one. They keep getting more powerful as we go forward. Um, The thing that, yeah, Wanda said, wow, powerful, and Wanda also said, if your desire still exists, you have not changed the concept of yourself. That is huge. It is very huge because that is the case. If your desire is still the same, your conception of yourself hasn't changed. It, it hasn't changed. You have not changed your conception of yourself if the same desire exists. That's why I say I am, when I read, re- reread this, I was like, oh, yeah, right, that's true. You know, mm-hmm. so think about things that you've wanted or you've um, expressed to have, right, all of us. and. Yes. We talk about it, we talk about it, we talk about it, we talk about it. Oh, I want, I want, I want, I want. And then you get it, right? Then you get the thing desired, whatever it may be. It could be just peace of mind. It could be, I don't know, a healthy body. It could be a car. It could be whatever it is. And then you have Cleopatra barking while you're talking in the middle of, you know, discussing your concept. You would might want her to be quiet. You might want her to be quiet. And then um you you and then you have people come in and disrupt you while you're talking, right? So <laughs> that's what's happening in my house right now. But anyway, so you still have this desire. You still keep you still want it. You still want it, but when you when you get it, you don't talk about it anymore. It's over. It's a wrap. You remember it. You may tell somebody, use it as a story, but it's not a desire that you that you want anymore because you have it. So if your desire is still the same, you haven't changed your concept of yourself because you have not got in there and said, I know that this is already done. You haven't let it go. You haven't done the Sabbath. You haven't released it. You're still holding it. You're still thinking, I can't have it. So you haven't changed the concept of yourself. So if you're in the space where you believe that you can't have a thing, then it's never going to show up for you. 
Does that make sense to everybody? It does make, it does make a lot of sense. And for me, the key word for it is deserving. I always have these desires, and then somehow I convince myself that I don't deserve them or it will be too hard for God to do. That's the big one for me. It'll be too hard or maybe God's busy or you know, or when I was still, that was back when I was still thinking of God as a concept outside of myself only. Right, right, yeah. And it was oh. key when you hit on about the, about the uh, what you were talking about earlier when you read about the prophecy and taking and adding to the work. And I remember thinking, well, wait a minute, uh, aren't we, didn't we take and add to it when we interpreted it from Aramaic and Latin or whatever, all, all other languages? Oh, we had to take and add to it. So how I did, and so I remember when first reading this, that helped me to get over that fear-based thinking that I had regarding this. It's like, well, oh, you know, because that was never clear for me until I read what Neville said. Because like, and then when you, of course, if you ask the quote unquote religious leaders in whatever community of or denomination you belong to, they're going to tell you no, they didn't, or that you're right. not you're not believing or having faith that God gave them the the the, the interpretation that they're using, and it's it's yeah, oh, I can't even tell you what that is. It's just right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope. I hope that um, that chapter really helped everybody in a sense, because I know it helped me. And uh, I want to thank you, Deborah, for reading, reading that part. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. All right. Linda, you ready? I'm ready. Anybody have any questions or anything else they want to talk about, share about that chapter before we move on? Linda? I'm good. Okay. Mavis? Did you have anything you wanted to add? Or a question? All right. I don't know if she's still there. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and read Chapter 19, which is faith. Yeah. Go ahead, Linda. Well, we'll read as much as we can. Faith. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you. This faith of a grain of mustard seed has proved a stumbling block to man. He has been taught to believe that a grain of mustard seed signifies a small degree of faith. So he naturally wonders why he, a mature man, should lack this insignificant measure of faith when so small an amount assures success. Faith, he is told, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And again, through faith, the words, the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Invisible things were made invisible. The 
grain of mustard seed is not the measure of a small amount of faith. On the contrary, it is the absolute in faith. Mustard seed is a conscious of being, a mustard seed and a mustard seed alone. It is not aware of any other seed in the world. It is sealed in the conviction that it is a mustard seed in the same manner that the spermazota, spermatozoa sealed in the womb is conscious of being man and only man. A grain of mustard seed is truly the measure of faith necessary to accomplish your every objective. But like the mustard seed, you too must lose yourself in the consciousness of being only the thing desired. You abide within this sealed state until it bursts itself and reveals your conscious claim. Faith is feeling or living in the consciousness of being a thing desired. Faith is the secret of creation. The vow in the divine name, Jodhevahe, faith is the I, I am in the family of Noah. Faith is the sense of feeling by which Isaac blessed and made real his son Jacob. By faith, God, your consciousness, calls things that are not seen as though they were and makes them seen. It is faith which enables you to become conscious of being the thing desired. Again, it is faith which seals you in this conscious state until your invisible claim ripens to maturity and expresses itself, is made visible. Faith or feeling is the secret of this appropriation. Through feeling, the consciousness Desiring is joined to the thing desired. How would you feel if you were that which you desire to be? Where this mood, this feeling that would be yours if you were already that which you desire to be? And in a little while, you will be sealed in that belief that you are. And without effort, this invisible state will objectify itself. The invisible will be made visible. If you had the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, you would this day, through the magical substance of feeling, feel yourself in the consciousness of being that which you desire to be. In this mental stillness or tomb-like state, you would remain confident that you need no one to roll away the stone for all the mountains, stones, and inhabitants of earth are as nothing in your sight. That which you now recognize to be true of yourself, this present consciousness, will do according to its nature among all the inhabitants of earth. And none can say, and none can stay its hand or say unto it, What dost thou? None can stop this conscious state in which you are sealed from embodying itself, nor question its right to be. We're going to stop there for this week. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So we started, um, we are 
getting into what faith is, and, you know, one of the things that many people think, and I know I used to think it too, it was like, well, faith, you know, just like a mustard seed, that's so tiny. You have to have big faith. But um, as we see, a mustard seed is is pretty, it's a tiny, tiny seed. And if you've ever seen a mustard tree, like the tree itself, that little tiny seed grows into this huge, huge tree. I mean, it is big and tall and strong and sturdy. So um, when you have faith, it must be as strong as that mustard seed is. That's one of the that's one of the um, things that we're trying to that Neville is trying to convey to us. Um, and that the Bible was trying to convey to us through that story. Um, anyway, I'm going to open up the chat lines, I mean the phone lines. So if you're on the phone and you um, want to share, if you're in the chat room and you have something to share, um, this would be the time to do that. <laughs> this would be the time to do that. Um, I know that... Uh, I had a, like I said, I had a really wicky-wacky week, but, you know, again, using the tools that Neville Neville has given us is key, and the work is never done. It's never going to be finished. You're never going to be, it's never going to be over while you're still here on the planet anyway, because there's always going to be something that um, appearances or a desire, when you change, you're, you're constantly changing your concept of self. Constantly, we are constantly doing that every day. I would hope that we are, um, and that we have choices. You know, we make choices, and we we use our tools, and we dig deep, and we keep going. Life is that's what this life is, and it can be fun, it, or it you can decide it's draining, it's sucking the life out of you, or you can make a different choice. It's entirely our choice. Um, anybody have anything to share before we leave today? We've got like five minutes. Any thoughts, comments, concerns? <laughs> questions? Questions? questions, I, love, questions? I love how he mentions about the boomerang because that is true. Sometimes uh, in my history I've thought about people and thought, oh, I don't like them for whatever reason. You know, maybe they were, I don't know. I, I just know that I've thought that. And it's like, and I think right. to myself, well, I thought that about them. And that was boomeranging back to me because they obviously didn't accept that. They saw themselves as different. And I, for whatever wiki-wacky reason in my mind, had something against them. Who knows why? And that's what was boomeranging, boomeranging back to me. That's what mm. that's what and that, that's what makes me tie it into the whole doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now that that scripture makes sense because I used to think, well, I was nice to people and it didn't happen back to me, what, you know, with the whole Christian way of thinking. I, right. I gave money, I paid my tithes, I took food to the hungry, I gave away clothes every year, and I don't see anything happening. But <laughs> when you listen to the way Neville puts it, it just, it just makes sense. It just helps to fall all those shackles and all those misinterpretations and falsehoods and 
and fear. Right. The biggest thing for me is fear, and it all just falls away, and you and you just can see, and you just and then you 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 just you wind up uh, wanting to be careful about how you think and what you're allowing into your consciousness, because sometimes the stuff that comes from the news and you hear, well, DT said this and DT did that, and it's like, oh, I don't even I I don't want that even in my consciousness, you know, right. <clears throat> Because you don't want to think negatively about him, because he does, he doesn't see himself that way. And you know what? That boomerang back to you. So you just bless him and forgive him, and you know, move on. And just I don't know. I mean, I think that I mean for me, this is what I'm. This is what I'm feeling. And yeah. um, and I realize why I've had some of the uh, experiences that I've had that they were all brought up by myself. And, and Neville says in one of his other lectures that if you begin to really un critically observe the self that you are, that you would, that you would not want to, you, you would not believe this, this, I think he used the word beast that is within you. He said you would be surprised that this is the person that you've been protecting and, and oh my gosh, it was, it was amazing. It, it, it's right. I do remember I, that, 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 like, that when he talks about that in the, in one of his lectures, yes. you know, because so we all sense. have that in us. We have that beast, mm-hmm. you know, where we're feeding the beast. We, we right. all have we all have the beast. So you either feed the beast and continue to feed the beast until the beast consumes you and eats you, or you know, you decide to 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 get rid of that beast and feed the 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 angel or the loving part of you. You know, I had that experience this week at work. You know, somebody's. Got came at me the wrong way. I was ready to chop her head off. And I was like, all right. I can't send that out to this woman. I can't send that out to her. So I had to stop myself. And because she just, she interrupted me while I was doing my work with another customer, whatever, and said some things that were not really nice and the customer heard it. And, you know, I was feeling some kind of way, and here I come, like, right? And then I had to check myself and and say, okay, what am I going to send out? And I had to bless her, even through my gritted teeth. (laughs) I was like, God bless you. God bless you. Until I could get to a space where I could say it in a loving manner. But... You know, I don't know if she accepted my finally my 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 love, but what I sent out comes came, is coming back to me. I know that. I don't know how or where or what or who's going to do it, but it did come back to me actually actually that day. You know, my customers were loving and they were just more kind and you know, it, it, my day went better. So, you can do that in the moment, you know, and I know Linda's done it when she's driving her car. <laughs> And I do it when I have walker's rage. That's what I call it because it's not driver's, it's not road rage. I have sidewalk rage when people walk slowly in front of me. So, you know, I, I bless them in the, in that moment, you know, and I, I shift and I change that, what I'm sending out to people. Wanda says, oh, uh, Yaren, he said the Passover, the tr- traditional interpretation of it would will be celebrated at the end of April, and I will keep Neville's interpretation in my mind and heart. I was wondering when the actual traditional Passover is. 
because it usually falls around Easter time. So that is thank you because I was trying to figure out when that was. Of course, I could Google it, but thank you for telling me. <laughs> that makes sense, Yaren. And yeah, the, the that his 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 um, interpretation of the Passover I really enjoy because now everybody can partake of it. It's not just you know a traditional. Um, uh, Hebrew religious uh, holiday. It's something that we can do on a daily basis. Um, the story of faith over doubt. Yes. Yeah. And Wanda says, someone I was close to accused me of something that I never did or thought, and I have been trying to send them love and light message, but he did not accept, but I know it has returned to me. Right. It still goes comes back to the sender. <clears throat> so no matter what. Now, if they have that terrible concept of themselves and you send them, you know, even worse, it just keeps the cycle going, you know. Because they can accept if you're sending out, if you're sending out bad stuff to someone and they think bad of themselves anyway, they can accept that too. Think about that. They can accept your gift if you're thinking wiki-wacky thoughts about them. If they don't have that concept of themselves, they're not going to accept it. So if you send them love and then they don't accept it, that's okay. It returns back to you. If you send them wiki-wacky, guess what? And they do accept it, they can perpetrate it. The, the, the craziness continues, doesn't it? You still have crazy drama with them. So if you send them love and light, it's better to send out love and light it's never wasted. Your time is never wasted. <laughs> Yaron said he has sidewalk rage riding his bike. <laughs> well, you're not supposed to ride your bike on the sidewalk. So there. <laughs> you take your suggestion and bless them. Yes, bless the people that are in your way, biker, on the sidewalk. And that's what I would do to you. I would be blessing you. So we would send blessings to each other and just enjoy the moment. And I would wave, Yaren, as you pass by on your bicycle. <laughs> well, I definitely enjoyed hanging out with all of you today. And um, it was fun indeed. And I hope that, you know, you – listen, I hope that you have the opportunity to use these tools, Right? because it helps you to change your concept of yourself. I hope that you do get the opportunity to use these tools because those are challenges. Challenges make us grow. If you have no challenges, there's no growth, I don't think. You know, just think about how how a, how a mustard seed has to has to be determined to push up through the dirt. Chapter 18 is a must reread. Gary said, feeling good. And Wanda said, chapter 18 is a must reread. It definitely is. Please reread chapter 18. Heck, reread the whole entire book up until we get to faith. Linda, do you have anything you want to share before we roll up out of here today? Um, just that, um, you know, the um, sending out uh, good stuff instead of negative stuff to people, it also works with animals. If you're doing healing work on animals or, right. you know, 
you 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 know uh, uh, if you feel pity for them, they pick that up, and mm. you you know they're sensitive to that as well. So um, some, because sometimes you can catch yourself, especially if you're working in a shelter, an animal shelter environment, you know, and an animal's just been brought in and not in too good a shape and stuff. So it works for that animals. Is, it's all energy, you know. It's all vibration. They feel that too. You're right. They sense right. that just as plants do as well, you mm-hmm. know. So life itself Send out love and light and peace and happiness as best you can. Nobody needs to know that you're sending it out. You don't have to broadcast it to the person that you're sending it to. You just have to send it. And just do your work. Don't worry about if they are going to accept it or if they respond to it or not. That is not your job. Your job is to send it and send it. That's it. That's your job. It's not, you know, for you to go and check on them and find out if if they got it. Did you get my message? You know, like we do with text messages and all of that. Did you get my message? You didn't respond. It's not. It's not your work. There's only the only thing you have to do, and as we looked in chapter 18, is send it. Right? You send it. You don't add anything to it. It's not your work to figure out how it's going to manifest, how it's going to come, when it's going to come, who's going to bring it, how's it going to arrive. Is it going to be in a brown paper bag? Is it going to be in a box? It's going to be in a, is somebody driving it? It's none of that. None of it. It is your work to have the desire, add nothing to it, take nothing from it, live in the end, know that it is done, and let your God self handle the middle part. And I have to tell you, when it does show up, it will be if you don't get all up if you don't get all up in the middle of it and you know, make it all if you just let it go, it'll be better than you anticipated in the first place. So I hope everybody has a great week. And Wanda, thank you for being here. Linda, thank you for reading. Thank you for being here with us today. Deborah, thank you for reading. Mavis, thank you for joining us. Gary, Emmanuel was here. Yaren, um, thank you all for being here. And uh, everyone have a great week. See you next Saturday. Peace, love, light. Bye. Yes. Oh. What's the uh, PayPal address for the Indigo Room? Oh, it's theindigoroom1 at AOL.com. That is the PayPal address. If you'd like to send something, you're more than welcome to. It's not required because we'll be here anyway. But thank you if you do in advance. (laughs) Theindigoroom1 at AOL.com. Bye. Bye-bye.